now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that is me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. A lot of stuff uh, been going on the last few weeks with this hurricane that came through Florida. You know, Dennis was in Fort Myers. Uh, you know, we beat that dead horse and wish we could move on to other things. And we're going to attempt to do that today and focus on more positive stuff. New things that you can get for a pilot just in time for the holidays or just because you want yourself to be mildly amused and and more entertained and uh, safer in the cockpit in the coming weeks. So Dennis, uh, it ends up, uh, got a little uh, present after Hurricane Ian, and it was from Lightspeed Aviation. Uh, Please share, Dennis, what'd you get? Well, Lightspeed just introduced their brand new Delta Zulu headset, and uh, they were kind enough to send me a demo unit to try out in the Mooney and in some of my customers' airplanes when I'm doing flight training with them. How about that? I'm very appreciative. It is a very, very nice headset and has a lot of safety features, which I'd never, you know, really realized that I needed to have. But now I don't have to carry around a CO monitor because it's built into the headset. So one less thing to forget to turn on and one more piece of safety information, in addition to being probably the best headset I've ever worn. Uh-huh. Um, and I've got Teresa and Alan from Lightspeed to tell us more about some of the enhancements that they've made and the safety improvements that they're incorporating into their wearables. Well, guys, welcome to Just Plain Radio. How are you? And uh, I should say thank you on behalf of Dennis. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for having us. It's great to be on with you. Yeah, Indeed, it's an honor to join up with, uh, with you guys. And well, help get the word out about uh, all the things that are fun and, and safer about uh, being able to fly. Well, I, that's what we're all about here, Just Plain Radio. And, uh, you know, it's nice that you took care of Dennis, uh, gave him something to distract him from this hurricane nonsense he had to deal with for the last few weeks. Is that what it was? You felt guilty for him? Or is it just because he happened to be part of Lightspeed's Vortex Generator team? Yeah, so <laughs> thank you for mentioning the Vortex Generator team. And yeah. Dennis is um, is a great member of that. And, and that's a really a hand-picked group of individuals who are avid pilots and who um, have an affinity for our brand, who like our products. And uh, Dennis has been that. And so uh, when we were on the verge of launching the product and, and for the last few months before we got ready to launch it, we started to engage some of our Vortex Generator team members as well as other um, pilots to um, be beta testers. And so um, Dennis was part of that team and a really, really important step um, in, before we would take a product you know, fully into the public is to make sure that a lot of pilots had a chance to really ring it out in a, in a variety of aircraft, which we were able to do. And Dennis helped with that. And that was really great. And we're super excited to um, to be talking about it with you guys today. Well, no doubt. And uh, Dennis, I know, is very excited about it because we tried to coordinate a, a flight where he's going to pick me up in South Florida and we're going to use the new headsets. Actually, he was going to use his headset, give me his old light speed. And, uh, other uh, way around, compa- yeah. <laughs> yeah, and compare notes. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, this new one that you guys have, the Delta Zulu uh, A&R, is, is different than the Zulu 3. It's not like the Zulu 4 
I mean, what what is different about it exactly, Alan? What are you guys doing? Yeah, well, I mean, I think the two main elements of the marquee features that I would list is one that Dennis had already mentioned, which is a built-in carbon monoxide sensor. Nice. So it's built into the cup. It, it's always monitoring, always on, always providing um, insights. And there's a way to set cautionary and critical alerts. So you set the levels where you want to get alerts in parts per million, and the, the headset will begin to talk to you hmm. uh, and tell you whether you're at a cautionary level or a critical level. And it's uh, quite persistent. It doesn't give up on that until you've got safer carbon monoxide levels. So that's, that's one of the key features. And as we know, carbon monoxide has been in the news uh, a lot in the last year or even two, uh, trying to raise awareness of what is a, a silent uh, killer in some cases. And then the other key feature is the fact that you now have the ability to use the headset to compensate for any hearing loss you might have accumulated. Not, not that either of you two have a hearing loss. Oh, no, no. What'd you say? Huh? Yeah. But, Repeat? But for, yeah. Uh, for many people, uh, partly because of age and partly because of past bad practices, they've, they've, uh, they've lost some of their hearing. And being able to hear clearly what's being told to you the first time is a critical part of being a safe pilot. And so right. the headset gives you an opportunity to take a test. You take a, about a five-minute hearing test. Uh, and then... Then it changes the way ATC sounds to reinforce the specific frequencies where you may have an accumulated hearing deficiency. Wow. I, no, I didn't know this. You didn't tell me this, Dennis. Did you, you, oh. you knew I was the lead screamer in a heavy metal band back in the day. That sounds well, like it's and, right down my alley. Come on now. I, I think it would be. And, you know, you, you talk about, you know, things that we did or didn't know years ago. I mean, I didn't start flying with a headset until I was probably about 10 years into my flying career. You know, you, you, if you were lucky, you used a pair of those little roll up earplugs and a handheld microphone in the Cessna 150. That was, that was the standard. Right. Well, you know, I don't know how much hearing damage was done to me by Cessna 150s and 172s all those years. But, you know, now that we have these, you know, mass or, you know, massive improvement with active noise reduction and things like that. Um, I have a feeling the next generation of pilots are probably going to have less hearing loss issues than, than we did. Mm-hmm. And this is a great tool because you literally sit down with the app on your phone and it walks you through all the different frequency ranges and you adjust the sliders until you just hear the sound and it tailors it to your specific hearing loss. How about that? Well, that you know that's great technology. And once again, it's all about being able to hear ATC and understand them. And if you can eliminate uh, you know some of those... You know, the the lack of hearing from listening to too much rock music back in the day, it can only make you, you better, you know, at understanding what they're trying to tell you to do and, and communicating when you're up in your aircraft, for sure. Now, the other feature uh, about that carbon monoxide thing, now, is that like a Siri-type deal where someone starts yelling at, hey, you're falling asleep there. Uh, we're noticing the uh, oxygen levels or uh, carbon monoxide levels are too high. What what kind of warning do you get there, Teresa, on this new headset from Lightspeed? Sure. Well, as Alan mentioned, there's kind of there's two uh, levels. There's what we call the cautionary level and the critical level. The cautionary level can be set by the user anywhere between 10 and 50 parts per million. 
and the critical level anywhere between 50 and 100 parts per million. And so that cautionary level will just say something like uh, your carbon monoxide is at an unsafe level. Hmm. And you can program that to, to come and to say that to you anywhere between every five and 15 minutes. So when you're just in that kind of getting starting to get into a little bit of the danger zone, you can have that that um, that alert uh, program to, to be as infrequent as every 15 minutes. Right. When you get to the higher level, to the critical alert, where the headset then says your um, your carbon monoxide is at a critical level, um, that alert will start to be come into your headset every two minutes. And the thinking there is that at that point, um, someone who's being exposed to that much carbon monoxide might start to be losing their judgment abilities a little bit. And so we don't want to have too big of a gap in time there before the headset's kind of reminding them that there's a problem here that you need to be solving. So is it an alert, like a beep, or is it an actual human voice? Like, wake up, or any something like that, or what? What is it? Yeah, so you can set it to be a tone, but I, I prefer the, 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 the headset screaming at you, or at least yeah. alerting you. In fact, we call it the canary alert system. And so... The canary starts chirping, as I, I say, and and actually one of the people, one of our test pilots, they credit that with sort of waking them up to what was going on. They had gotten into the critical zone, and um, and they didn't really recognize it, but then they specifically called out to us that this thing was saying critical alert, and they all of a sudden kind of got it that oh oh. Maybe that's why I'm not on my game. Well, yeah, if you're suffering from carbon monoxide poisoning or, or having too much of it, you're starting to lose control of your senses a little bit. you got to be shook up a little bit. I, I like where they're going with this. Once again, this is the new Lightspeed Aviation Headset, the Delta Zulu ANR, and we got more with those folks uh, next on Just Plane Radio. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Approach the great and powerful Roz. Uh, Dennis, uh, Hangar 18 down the street. Swirlings! The great and powerful Roz knows why you have come. Okay, uh, some spark plug wires and washers for my Mooney 201. Swirlings! The magnificent Roz has every intention of granting your request. Great. But first, you must prove yourself worthy by bringing me a stick from a Cirrus Vision Jet. You know, I'm not a fan of the whole flying monkey thing. I think I'm going to call aircraft spruce and specialty. Oh, okay, you got me. Uh, just a man behind the curtain with a aircraft spruce catalog. Pretty cool, though, huh? You don't need a wizard to find parts for your plane. You need Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Supplying the aviation industry for over 50 years. Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Call 877-4-SPRUCE. 877-4-SPRUCE or go to aircraftspruce.com. That's aircraftspruce.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. 
Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Hey, hold that door. Hold that door. Flight, what? Hold the door. Oh, what? I'm so sorry. That's my flight to Los Angeles. I'm so I'm on sorry. That flight. You just missed it. Look, I made the plane. I'm here. You were so close, but what? unfortunately the door is locked and closed. You're not letting me on the plane? I know it's frustrating, but once the door closes, that's it. Federal regulations. Uh, uh, please, let, let me in here. It's so ridiculous. There's the plane right there. But really, it's as, as, as if the plane's not there. What? Are you a magician? No, but the door oh, look, is I locked. I see the plane. If you're doing a trick. It's not a good trick. It's such a shame. This is Just Plane Radio. Gregor Copilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. And we have Alan and Teresa from Lightspeed Aviation. Check them out, lightspeedaviation.com. You can find out more about this new headset they just released, the Delta Zulu ANR, Automatic Noise Reduction. Is that what it stands for, Dennis? I got it right? Yes, it does. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it has some pretty cool new features. It's not just, you know, the Lightspeed Zulu 4 which you might be tempted to think it is. They actually got these new features on this headset. It's kind of like a whole new way to look at headsets from a safety uh, standpoint because it has carbon monoxide uh, alerts built into the headset and uh, hearing aids as well, so to speak, or like software that will tailor make uh, how, how you hear the sounds uh, to your particular uh, level of hearing capabilities. I mean, it, this is pretty cool technology and it's kind of nice to incorporate it into your aviation headset. And, and Teresa, how, how long has this been in the works, by the way? I mean, you know, have you been working on this stuff uh, all since COVID? I mean, this, this didn't just uh, go into our, you know, research and development yesterday because uh, it's pretty, pretty big upgrade in, in the headset world, isn't it? Well, it is. Thank you for asking that. And and yes, we worked on it all through the COVID period. Actually, started it before that. And uh, and we have a really great team of technical people that put all the pieces together. It's it's a great seamless user experience to be able to do these things. But on the back end, um, you know, to have the data going back and forth and and all of the things that are happening there is is very complicated from a technical standpoint. So uh, while it's a fabulous A&R headset and even the A&R is probably the best, it, well, it definitely is the best we've ever done. All of these other features that are supported in there um, were, were, were a big engineering challenge. And in fact, we have a, there's a video on our YouTube channel where our VP of engineering, Brian Frost, talks a little bit about um, some of that, some of the challenges in doing that. Very good. And Dennis, what have you uh, thought of the headset so far, other than obviously you like them? I, you've gotten that point uh, point across pretty clearly, but uh, do they sound any different than the headsets that you've used before, or do you just like the new features or what? 
Um, it's a combination of both. Uh, the A&R does seem to be uh, a little bit cleaner uh, than the Zulu 3s that I currently fly with. I like the functionality that's built in, the fact that I don't have to go and pull out a separate carbon monoxide monitor and remember to use it. Mm-hmm. It's built right into the app. Right. I think that for training as an instructor, I think that there's some definite benefits to the audio recording function that's also built into the Lightspeed app. Because if you're working with a student, you could actually be recording like their ATC communications. And on a ground review session, we can go back and play back exactly what they had said. And do you hear the other people on the radio, how they're doing it? Here's how you come across. Right. I can see some benefits there. I can even see you and I using this as we fly down to the Kiwis or the Bahamas, and we could technically record a segment of the show in the cockpit. You Were you able to tell this. if you actually had hearing loss when you went through the uh, program, Dennis? Or it does that- actually show you a graph of, of your hearing response in there. And right. having recently had a hearing uh, test done, mm-hmm. I kind of knew that there was some high-frequency stuff that I was uh, not as... Uh, selective with, frequencies so. like your yes. wife's voice that kind of thing yeah that's one of them that uh, <laughs> does get drowned out unfortunately uh-huh. yeah i don't think it says that on the app i'm just guessing but it, it could happen but uh Teresa, where do you think this is going to go next i mean the technology is advancing so far is is the idea to just keep pushing the envelope like you guys do at uh, light speed aviation or uh you figure you're gonna you're you're at the top and you're gonna hang here for a while what do you think in that regard for the future well yeah thank you we're always pushing and always working on the next thing and uh, and so i i think that this is really a, sort of like the dawn of a new era that the idea that now that the headset can be more than just a communication device but that it can really be a safety um wearable as we call it but a safety uh piece of gear that pilots can have um, in the cockpit. And just one other thing I would mention is that, you know, the the community, even just as we've only been shipping a relatively short period of time now, but the community is already getting so engaged. And uh, Alan sort of mentioned one of the, the stories that we have already, but there are three people now who have already been flying with the headset who believe that Delta Zulu saved their life. Wow. And when we started this, the mission of our company is to create products that protect and save lives. And um, and when we started this project, we believed that we know carbon monoxide is a silent killer in aircraft uh, incidents, and uh, we, we believed we would have an have an impact on aviation safety. We had no idea that this quickly we would already have these stories. And so we've actually put together a page on our website. If people go to lightspeedaviation.com under the about us section, we have a page called Delta Zulu saves lives. And you can read the three stories of the three individuals who have already submitted their stories. Um, and we're just encouraging other people if they have that to inspire the rest of the community to you know submit their stories as well. Um, and, and then there's one other thing that we're doing to sort of engage the community, and um, I'll, I'll let Alan talk a little bit about it. We call it the Personal Safety Data Partnership Program. Alan, yeah, take it away. Really, when we were envisioning this, you know, I think most aeromedical professionals know and believe that carbon monoxide is a bigger issue in affecting pilots, you know, flying and lives than we all know to be true. Uh, and that's in large measure because the information about how on a given flight or a given hundred flights, how carbon monoxide may or may not affect the pilot is largely unknown. And therefore, I mean, we know that there are some situations where people have crashed and killed themselves and maybe it had to do with carbon monoxide. People don't really know. So we wanted to build a database of, of information 
that could help inform the community about the prevalence of carbon monoxide in the flying experience. And so when you log into the app, one of the first things it asks you is, are you willing to share your CO flight data in an anonymized way Mm -hmm. um, into a collection point where we start accumulating flight after flight after flight, hopefully, you know, thousands of flights when this is all done, whereby we can start to really see how prevalent is carbon monoxide Mm. and what can we do to be thinking about more attention, more vigilance around the risks that that creates. So um, if you buy the headset, download the app, please say, yes, I'm willing to share my data because the more that we can accumulate, the faster and smarter we as a pilot community can be about the risks and therefore, you know, be able to be smarter and better about avoiding and averting those things. I love it. You know, I I think it's great work, great technology, and ideally it's going to make us all safer pilots in the end. Uh, It's a win-win-win for sure. Lightspeedaviation.com. Go there. Check out the new Delta Zulu ANR headset and uh, as well as their entire line. Always great stuff. Teresa and Alan, thank you so much for being on Just Plane Radio. Thank you for having us. Yeah, glad to be here. Thanks again. And we got more coming up. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot, and flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Why are you going to the airport? Flying somewhere? How'd you guess? Uh, I saw your luggage. And when I noticed the airline ticket, I put two and two together. This is Just Plane Radio, Greg, your co-pilot. That is me, along with Captain Dennis. We're your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information. Okay, so if you go to JustPlaneRadio.com, you can connect with us very easily just by listening to the show every week. But, of course, we uh, encourage you to make your uh, comments, questions, and complaints available to us via email is usually the best way. You can actually uh, even record a little... uh, you know, voicemail right there on the website and drop it to us. And who knows, we may even play it back on the air. But most of the time, you know, we get a ton of emails and we try to reply to them or I'll I'll dish it off to Dennis usually. (laughs) 
and uh, he'll answer. Or we'll just answer it on the air like we're going to do right now. So we have an, an email. This is from Catherine. Uh, Dennis has it. Go ahead and read it, and let's see if we can help her out, Dennis. What do we got? Well, Kathleen wrote that uh, I recently moved to Laughlin, Nevada, and heard a couple minutes of your show. I'd like to learn how to fly. I'm, and I'm going to redact her age here. And yeah. that is if I can afford lessons, and I would love to learn. I'm minutes from Bullhead City, Arizona, and if there is someone somewhere close, I would love to give it a go. Okay. So that gave me a mission. Um, you know, I don't know too much about Laughlin other than that's a, a gambling destination for uh, casinos and whatnot in Nevada. Okay, um, nice. And it turns out that that Bullhead City Laughlin Airport there is more geared towards uh, the charter flights and the airline flights catering to those casinos. They don't seem to have a real good uh, general aviation like an FBO flight school type of a thing there. Mm. But if you expand your scope a little bit on the map, about 30 miles away is uh, Kingman, Arizona, which actually has a very healthy GA uh, uh, population over there including an airport cafe on the field. So not only you get to go for your flying lesson, you can go and eat a meal there, or or it's the $100 hamburger destination once you do get that pilot's license. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'd encourage her to to make the 30-mile drive to Kingman and check out the facility there. I think she might find a flight school and an instructor that would uh, meld well with her. I think so. So, And as far as affordability, uh, all she has to do is uh you know take a couple bucks bet it on black and let it roll and that's one way is better than mine <laughs> which was what what was your suggestion well i was gonna say take out a loan talk to aopa you know oh, you know, oh. whatever you know more normal ways to of, finance yeah, your flight no, i didn't training. think about uh, that you know uh yeah you know, learn how to count cards and go start <laughs> playing blackjack yeah gotta get creative uh, sometimes when it comes to uh getting your flight training done well, but r- do you remember the story of fedex how they almost went bankrupt and the the uh, the story is that the founder of fedex took the last ten thousand dollars of the company's money went out to vegas and bet it and saved the company how about really so i didn't you're know not that. you're not far off it's just one it's, option of many but like you said yeah. there are financing options available a lot of flight schools will work with you on uh you know paying for the flight training but you you got to figure you know if you're going from zero to hero uh you're probably looking between 10 and 20 grand wouldn't you say and that i think uh, thereabouts no i I think um i think 10 grand is kind of the average i don't think you unless you're greg and taking 20 years to do it uh, i don't think you can get to the 20 grand okay so we'll say five to 15 then just to give them a range yeah, right? and the five would be if you have access to, you know, like a flying club or mm-hmm. a family member airplane type of thing that you can save some costs on. And right. 15 would be more like a college flight program, you know, a little bit higher end training program, structured curriculum, things like that. Yeah, um, it, it always depends on how bad you want it. I mean, if you really want to make this happen, there are very creative ways other than just betting everything on black. You can you can actually work with uh, the flight school. You can work at the local FBO, uh, try to work uh, some hours in, or you you know you want to help out at the local airport or something like that. There's always people that are willing to assist you in your flight training if you will ask around and hang out with the right folks there at the airport. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one of the best ways to network with people is just to go hang out at the airport. Right. Um, you know, whether that's... Uh, just talking to the uh, pilots as they get off their airplanes or putting them away, just talking to them or sitting at the fence and watching it. You can learn a lot, but um, you know, just get out there and go network a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So don't, remember, don't let the price tag uh, scare you away. 
uh, well, is my and, point. And don't let, yeah, don't let the price tag scare you away because you don't have to eat the whole elephant. You know, take a bite, mm-hmm. get started, you know, go take a lesson, take that discovery flight first. Right. And I'll tell you, flying out in, uh, in that neck of the woods is, is pretty spectacular. I mean, it is, uh, that is fun flying out in that uh, part of the world for sure. I mean, they definitely like, have a lot better scenery than we have here. You know, we got lots of alligators and lots of water. Yes. But they've got mountains. Mountains, and, canyons, and the yep. Strip. You could fly over There's to that. Vegas and everything, too. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you got plenty of stuff uh, th- that is fun to, to see from the air for sure. So take, it advan- take advantage of it, Catherine, uh, and uh, go for it. And then keep us, uh, you know, up to date on your progress. That'd be cool to hear in a year that she's now, you know, working for some airline or or just flying or has her pilot's license yeah exactly she could be you you could potentially beat me the odds are in your favor actually i would put the odds on that more than i would put the odds on black really yeah really you wouldn't want to make uh make a bet right now right here you're still you know you're gonna find something we're getting the medical out of the way Mm -hmm. you're working on the ground school but i have a feeling you're still going to find a way to drag this out no i I, i'm i'm ready to go as soon as i get the approval from the faa on my third class medical i was hoping i was going to get some better news because we've just submitted all the paperwork that they've requested and so you know i asked the av doc uh, you know, what, what's the deal? Do, you know, how long do we got to wait on them now? I was hoping that we'd send it to them like, Oh, every couple of weeks. Now ah, they said eight to 10 He's like, we're on FAA time, Greg. And I'm like, Oh, geez. So it looks like it's going to get pushed to the first of the year, but hopefully, you know, right after the holidays, we'll, I'll get the green light and be ready to go. But, uh, as I said last week, uh, they think that, uh, this will be cake. It's just a matter of them processing the paperwork at this point. Everything has been submitted. I've given the FAA everything they need to give me my special issuance for my third class medical after having an open heart surgery over six years ago. So, you know, he said there you you have an easy case. It just uh, it takes time for them to process uh, the this stuff. And you know, I'm on FAA time, and I thought island time was bad. Whew. Yeah, what are you going to do? All right, uh, training. When it comes to uh, learning how to fly, uh, you know, a good pilot is always learning. And so this uh, next story has something to do with that, doesn't it, Dennis? It does. The FAA just recently published another video in their 57 Seconds to Safety, and it has to do about avoiding gear-up landings. You know, the, the, the running joke in aviation is there's two kinds of pilots, those who've landed gear-up and those who will. And, you know, in, in under a minute, the FAA gives you a lot of really valuable tips to prevent becoming one of those statistics. And that's kind of hits home because, of course, I have a Mooney, which does have retractable landing gear. Right. And I'll tell you what, uh, I, I check the gear down at least, you know, half a dozen times before I cross the fence just yeah. because I don't want to become a statistic. And honestly, that was one of the uh, one of their one of their tips that they have, you know, Make sure you have good checklist habits. Run that gums check, you know, gear, gas, undercarriage, mixture, prop. Do it Do it religiously every time you come up. Make sure you do the same thing. Um, you know, they talk about things like a sterile cockpit when you're at critical points in the landing. Well, take that a step farther. You want a quiet cockpit, right? Well, that quiet cockpit means no gear horn blaring either because people will just block it out. Okay, you know, I, yeah, I know I'm, I pulled the power back. I'm on, I'm trying to lose altitude quick and the gear horn's blaring. Put the gear out. You know, make sure that that cockpit's quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, and even simple things like after you land, you don't know how many gear ups happen after people touch down because they reach down and go to retract the flaps and accidentally get the wrong lever and go and pull their gear up on the runway. That's really embarrassing because you just had a great landing and now you went for a slide. Yes. So you went safe. Uh, maybe, uh, but you don't want to be that guy. All right. More coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Are you nervous? Never flown before. Nothing to it. Just sit back, be a bird, and drink up. Sometimes I cry, sometimes I fly like a bird. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. We're your crew. All right, so uh, you're looking for uh, some cool things to do with your airplane that maybe you haven't considered. Uh, we got a great story for you. That uh, I didn't even know this was legal, but we'll get to that in just a bit. But first, we got to tell you about a new TV show. It's on PBS. And what's the name of it? It's called Pilots, Props, and Planes. Okay. Uh, the first season's out. All 10 episodes are available for streaming. And while I haven't watched the shows yet, I've got it on my list of things to do as soon as I get some free time because uh, it's covering a whole bunch of different things, whether it's uh, the Hiller Air Force or the Hiller Aviation Museum uh, down in Santa Clara County, California. Uh, agricultural flying with crop dusters, uh, you know, Naval Aviation Station uh, Lemoore out in California, they've got a feature article on that. So it's kind of all over the place. It's museums, it's airplanes, it's, uh, it's things planes, you can do with props, and what? Planes, props, and pilots. And pilots. There you go. Uh, easy enough. And I think if you're an aviation enthusiast, you probably want to want to watch stuff about that. So it, it sounds a, sounds interesting. They usually do pretty good stuff. When it airs on PBS like that, whether it's the aviators or, or something like that. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what they've come out with. But check it out. Let us know what you think. And uh, if nothing else, it'll give you something to do in between listening to Just Plain Radio. Nothing, Dennis, really? Nope. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's what else do you do besides listen to Just Plain Radio? Go back and listen to the old episodes again. Come on. Yeah, right. Unfortunately, we're not 24-7, or maybe fortunately, maybe. Well, we've depends. got 10 years of archives. They should be able to catch up. Well, exactly. We've got plenty of uh, stuff to waste time with, but yeah, you know, we, we love uh, all media when it comes to aviation-themed stuff. So, uh, you know, soak it in, drink it in, and, uh, you know, check that one out. That sounds interesting. Now, okay, you've thought you've done everything with your airplane, uh, you know, you've done the hundred dollar hamburger you've done taco tuesday you've you know did breakfast with pancakes at aopa or fly in or something like that but this is one i haven't heard about in all the years of doing the show that you stumbled across from some press release or news article and it involves flying it in flying into military bases legally legally um they actually it was an article in flying magazine a couple months ago talking about aviation museums at air force bases and it turns out it's not that difficult to actually get permission to fly in in a civilian airplane to an Air Force base. 
uh, you have to fill out, they call it the DD Form 2401, which is a civil aircraft landing permit. It'll take a couple of weeks. So they may ask for a copy of your insurance policy showing that you have, you know, liability insurance and things like that, but they'll, mm-hmm. they'll give you permission and, and the procedure that's going to be applicable to their base for when and how you contact them and uh, make arrangements so that you can be cleared through security and all that kind of stuff. But uh, this article is great because it went into a number of the Air Force bases across the U.S. and their museums. So, you know, in our neighborhood here, we've got Warner Robins Air Force Base up in uh, Georgia, which has got an SR-71 Blackbird as part of their display. That would be really kind of cool to see. Yeah, uh, Eglin Air Force Base, which is where they have a lot of fighter training and a lot of uh, special forces kind of stuff out there. They have the Air Force Armament Museum in Fort Walton Beach. They have a B-47 Stratagent and a B-52 if you want to take a look at those. You know, and Barksdale Air Force Base in Louisiana isn't that far from us here in Florida either. And uh, Barksdale is a, a bomber base. And so there's, they have the oldest bomb wing in the Air Force. Uh, and part of General Billy Mitchell's uh, historic 1921 testing of aerial bombing against ships that happened out of Barksdale. So quite a bit of history there. Is it normal for uh, military bases always to have a museum like that or is that kind of depends on the base it does depend on the base uh in my history you know i was former air force and so some of the training bases i had did have museums like that but not all of them but uh you know travis air force base is a big transport base out in california they have one uh, even in minnesota the at the minnesota uh, minneapolis international airport the air national guard there has a, a very well-regarded uh, aviation museum uh, so if you're ever on a layover in minneapolis uh, go over to Post Road and uh, and head around the base and go check it out. Uh, it's free to the public. You just have to show up at the gate and they'll uh, direct you through. Okay. So definitely, there's opportunities out there. But I think you know why. What a cool way to go. You know, see if you you know if you're interested in you know looking at old airplanes and and history like that. What a great way to do that, and then to couple it with you know being able to fly into an Air Force base, something that generally a military pilot only gets to do. That's kind of cool. Put that on the bucket list. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't know you could do it uh, legally, you know, without being thrown in the stockade. Is that what they call it on a military base? I don't know. Generally the brig. The brig, right. And then, uh, but but yeah, you just got to submit a request that you want to go check it out. I would imagine a lot of them, whether it's a full-blown museum, they all have, you know, usually a few air, uh, aircraft on display, you know, that are, you know, by the base somewhere. As a, as a like a landmark kind of thing, it'd be cool to see a gate guard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they all have that kind of stuff. So it'd be it'd be cool just to walk around and see that. Uh, I mean, do you even know like uh, are you escorted around? Like you can only walk in these areas or something? I would imagine that's the case too. I guess that's going to be a research project for a future episode. I yes. think we're going to have to make a point of doing that. I wouldn't mind going to Warner Robins or to uh, Eglin. Um, my son is a friend at Eglin, so we have a contact there. We might be able to get a guided tour. So I like we'll have it. to look into that. Something to try. You know, it's not that far. We're only talking a couple hour flight from Fort Myers. Yeah, but normally you have the uh, TFRs around all these bases, so you have to avoid the airspace regardless, right? Well, not necessarily TFRs, but they have military operating areas. Right. Um, Warner no, Robbins yeah. has got a lot of uh, training uh, going on, so there's uh, you need to watch for that. But it's mm-hmm. you know that's normal flight planning. Yeah. Well, I see you mix it up. You start your uh, breakfast with pancakes someplace, and then uh, do a Taco Tuesday, and then end up at the military base in the afternoon to make it an all day run. What do you think? Ah, it sounds like a great plan. Let's do it. Okay, it's on the list.
It's on the so what what are you doing uh, next when it comes to flying for you and your Mooney now that the hurricane stuff is pretty much settled down uh are you got any trips scheduled uh, or any plans like that or you got some more training you're doing or what I got a lot of training to get wrapped up with the neighborhoods uh here I'm I'm getting really close to sending another student off for his instrument rating and also a private pilot student that's getting close to finishing up so I want to get uh, get focused on them uh and then hopefully yeah I can maybe work in one of these uh, weekend trips here to go check out a museum or something like yeah. that Yeah well no I I told you last week that the uh, Florida lobster are walking You heard me right I did. Yeah. So have you been tempted to uh, pop over to the East Coast of Florida and see if you can snag a lobster or two? I'm very tempted. In fact, my daughter's been uh, asking me to go over there. She wants to do uh, one of these beach cleanups as well. And so, you know, we look at a two and a half hour drive to the dive boat or 45 minutes. Hmm. I think we're going to take the airplane and go to Pompano. Yeah. Take the airplane, uh, go over there, limit out on bugs. You can get six Florida spiny lobster per diver. And uh, that's what you need to do because supposedly they're walking. They're out and about after the storm. And uh, you limit out and send a few up this way. You got to take care of me. It was my idea. I got three in the freezer if you come down. Do you really? I do. How did that happen? I have friends. Oh, well, you could fly them up here. That'd be another idea. Instead of. I would. The $100 hamburger. trip again. Well, if they're in the freezer, they'll hold for a week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be out on the uh, left coast uh, next week. You'll hear about it on the show, uh, but I'm doing a little family trip. But, uh, you know, we got to fly commercial again, and and I'm giving Delta another ride on their uh, first class level. So I think it'll go pretty smoothly, but but I'll have a full report on that. And uh, I'm going to be working the, uh, you know, west coast up and down between la and san francisco so it'll be interesting to see what we see flying around i think that'd be some some good flight that'd be a fun uh trip to take in a little ga aircraft you think i would love to go do that again okay Um, you're not invited i'm sorry on this one (laughs) but uh, i'll do some scouting for a flight plan for us in the future fair enough all right sounds good catalina island is uh on the list though come on okay all right and i'll trade you that for some lobster tail uh and on that note We'll wrap it up till next time. Remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. They're just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far across the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com. 